Camden Spiller serves in many different roles, but one of his primary vocations right now is as CEO of Maddox Industrial Transformers, and his company is leading the way in their industry. He's had great success in business, and he's very strategic in using his opportunities in business to serve Christ and grow the kingdom. On this episode, I'm talking with him about why Christians should recognize the value and the opportunity that comes with big business specifically, as opposed to strictly favoring the smaller household-based businesses. I'm your host, Landon Buto, and this podcast is provided by Cleveland Street Mortgage in pursuit of our mission of helping people to cultivate wealth and property in submission to the Lord Jesus Christ. Please enjoy this week's conversation, and remember that if you're interested in getting a mortgage with our team at TSM, or if you know someone who will be getting a mortgage soon, connect with us at clevelandstreet.com. Landon, I appreciate you having me having me here. Um, for a little background context, I am uh, here in Battleground, Washington. I am the founder, uh, owner of Maddox Industrial Transformer. Um, that's that's the main thing that I do. We supply industrial electrical equipment um, in our our little niche. We're the, we're the market leader. We've got operations in South Carolina, uh, several locations in South Carolina, and then in um, here in Battleground, Washington. Uh, then we moved, uh, we opened an office a couple of years ago in Moscow, Idaho, uh, and then most recently in, in Batavia, Ohio. Um, so that's, that's the, the, the current, um, the, the, uh, well, I say current where we've been going eight years and it's, you know, it's, it's my main, my main focus. Yeah. I other, uh, have other investments and helping out with a couple other startups right now. But, uh, but that's my, that's my primary, um, uh, vocational focus in terms of just, you're asking about just kind of basic, um, context, I guess if we, um, yeah. roll back all the way, um, once upon a time, uh, I was, uh, uh, growing up, I grew up in small town Texas. I was the oldest of seven kids uh, from a homeschooling family. Um, grew up in a very entrepreneurial family. Grew up working my dad's small business, and uh, I I love business. I have uh, started working full time uh, when I was 15 years old, and I have spent most of my adolescent and adult life thinking about business from a Christian perspective, yeah. and. The thoughts that I've I've been developing and in, in, in sharing lately have been um, along the lines of of, um, of as you said, encouraging believers to really engage in in business with a view towards scale. And I think so much energy has um, has gone around the small business concept and even around cottage, you know, kind of cottage industry um, concepts. That uh, that I think there's there's a necessary um, there's a need to 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 kind of include our uh, include within our view of Christian engagement in um, in business include um, include businesses at a corporate scale and hmm. I think so much of of our experience with big business has been bad has been um, kind of has been really frankly hostile to building productive households that we've taken this view that big is bad and that uh, that small is good and we've kind of just made such a simplistic reduction of that that uh, that I think we've lost something and so um, I've really wanted to enter into the conversation kind of the counterpoint that um, that small business while good is not 
the I doesn't necessarily be need to be held as the ideal or the pinnacle of of uh, Christian engagement in right. uh, the economic sphere. Right. Uh, just just for a little bit more context, how how big is Maddox? What's been the the growth for you guys? Yeah, so we've we've doubled the business every year for about eight years. Um, we're doing um, um, we will do more than we've passed three hundred million bucks in revenue this year oh, um, with a couple hundred people. So I mean, in the scheme of things, we're you know we're still you know we're still you know a small you know. Small sure. business, thing, you know, a couple hundred people, not a not really large enterprise by any means. So I, uh, you know, a lot it's of definitely this, bigger than that small business kind of mindset for sure. Well, yeah, and I think one of the ways that I I have kind of um, engaged in the conversation is by you know kind of having you know the small business definition where it really resol- revolves around an individual and that individual's um, right yeah labor or expertise. And then contrasting that with maybe a definition more of a corporate enterprise where it's it's far beyond me in, you know, it's far beyond the the individual operator. It's no longer, you know, based around what um, what any one person brings um, brings to the table. So a lot of, you know, a lot of what, you know, the way I've I've tried to uh, to think about this is just trying to. you're trying to think about the the doors that the Lord has opened um, for for us in in business, um, and trying to uh, kind of process that with my upbringing in the small business world that they really resisted a lot of that scale, mm-hmm. um, and so it's been a growing process um, for um, for me to understand how how do we reconcile um, growing larger businesses uh, with uh, with kind of some of the some of the the uh, perceptions and proclivities that we have, I think, as household minded um, household minded believers, and um, it's um, it's it's really challenged some of my I think my my kind of preconceived ideas about um, what business business is like for um, uh, for believers and just the 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 tremendous good that uh, can be can be done at scale. Um, some of this is just a function of, um, of what we can accomplish when we work together. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to allow kind of an American individualism, um, to really right. over inform our, our concepts of, of freedom and of economic uh, freedom in particular. And so I think a, um, you know, one of the ways I, I, I talk about this is Christ's words in the parable of the um, the unrighteous steward. There, there's a, a portion in there where he he says that the sons of this age um, have um, uh, are, are more shrewd in, in, than the sons of light. Um, and there's some sense in which I think Christians engaging in business, Christians having conversations about what a Christian economy will look like presupposes this 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 cottage industry kind of foundation. Mm-hmm. While I think that's a part of the tapestry, I think when we look at how um, the sons of this age, if we put it back to that metaphor, how they have deployed their economic forces, they've recognized great strength in in corporate structures, in really 
if we bring this into our vocabulary as Christian householders or, or um, you know, uh, particularly men who are seeking to provide for their families and to build productive um, households, I think the corporation uh, provides us a model in which we see the alliances of hundreds or sometimes even yeah. thousands of productive households instead yeah. of instead of just going out there one at a time. Yeah. So what are we like really comparing here? Is it, um, you know, is it just the world of, you know, let's take your church community down, down there in battleground, um, yeah. the world of we have, you know, let's say 30 different households here and we're encouraging everyone to go start their own business, find a craft, do, sure. do something you do well, um, build your business and provide for your family and maybe pass it on to your kids. Um, is is that one option and is the other option then let's let's come together in the building of a, a broader business are those the things we're comparing and what can be accomplished um what what does a big business specifically allow you to accomplish that that kind of more distributed version doesn't yeah okay so that's that's great and i think one of the one of the great parts of that question is you're kind of asking what is the contrast here is it between mm -hmm. going out and starting a bunch of cottage um uh businesses or or coming together that's probably the the simplest dichotomy and if we think about that i think there's a lot of pressure on um young men young christian men in particular um, to go out there and and start um, start a business. And so, you know, if you run that scenario out, you got 30, um, 30 guys starting 30 businesses or 30 guys starting, you know, uh, working together in one business. I think if you if you look at the contrast of, of those things, some of the trade offs you're going to make with the, the 30 small businesses is you're going to have very little um, room for uh, specialization and the the proverb about you know the, you see a man skilled in his work he'll not stand before obscure men but he'll stand before kings when you see um whatever whatever lens you're looking at, at it through when you see the value of men who are skilled in their craft a particular particular area of work that's, that's uh, that creates an amazing amount of value that specialization the value in specialization beyond um the uh, jack of all trades approach is one factor that's one of the reasons why the 30 guys in one business might beat the you know the um the uh 30 businesses with one you know one guy kind of extreme dichotomy mm -hmm. um the um so real quick on that on yeah. that note on specialization is there um Obviously, there's value in in specialization and uh, enabling people to focus on a particular skill and become excellent in that. Um, have you, what what is a healthy approach to specialization look like? Can you get overly narrow? Uh, is there is there a track for that? Um, while you're helping people specialize, how are you helping them think think in terms of growing as well and growing different skills? What what is a good approach to that look like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great question. I, I think um, I, I think this day and age, most of us struggle with focus and attention spans more yeah. than we do about. Well, I just got too good at this one thing and, yeah. and at these other things. Sure. Um, there, 
yeah, you, you can, of course, get too specialized and be, you know, non-functional in other areas. Um, but um, but I, I feel like that um, that the 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 risk most of us have is getting spread too thin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we we end up being a, you know, a bunch of guys with no particular um, skills whatsoever. And that um, that's that's the the hazard that I see in a lot of a lot of the the small business mindset is really just an inability to uh, to exercise that that focus. And in a you know in a small business context, when you have to be the uh, you, you know, you have to be the CFO, you have to run HR, you have to, um, you know, do all the things you're yeah. really by, you know, by necessity of the structure, um, not going to be able to develop that deep focus. So I think uh, working together with a team uh, in a larger business context allows each of the participants to um, to gain deep experience in in their respective areas. All right, sorry for the interruption. Just a quick reminder that when your friends mention that they might be thinking about buying a house or refinancing, you can do them and us a huge favor by mentioning that you know a great lender and sending them to clevelandstreet.com. It will be a huge help to us at CSM, and hopefully it will save your friends lots of time and stress looking for a lender they can trust. So then, you know, it kind of is implied a little bit of if you're then able in a, in a larger business, like you said, you can't do it in a smaller business because you're stretched so so thin in each area, you can't specialize as much. Um, so that's one one benefit uh, sure. of the larger business is yeah. each area can maybe be more fine-tuned um, because it's being done by someone who's more skilled in that area. Yeah. Um, what, you know, in, in your in your article, you touched on a few a few other benefits. What are other benefits that's involved uh, that comes with a, a larger business? Well, I think one of the things that that is, you know, we've seen with um, with the cultural impact of um, of many large businesses is we've seen how profoundly negative that can be on families and on individuals. We even kind of say, oh, it's got, you know, a, a real corporate culture kind of thing right. as, yeah. Jordan, as a recognition of right. it's bad, you know, yeah. it's um, feels corporate. Yeah. Yeah. It feels corporate. And I get that. I very much understand, you know, what is, what is tied up in that. Um, the kind of the, the under-recognized thing is that there's a tremendous, um, ability for um, for corporations, for larger businesses to create culture. And it doesn't intrinsically mm. be bad. And mm. the, you know, the the same way that it's it's soul sucking to work in a place that is, you know, opposed to your values or mm-hmm. it's just um, uh, I, maybe sometimes at best indifferent to your own. Right. Values, tries but, to have no values. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's uh, sometimes that's we wish it was like that. There's so right. many more times when, you know, corporations are, are pushing a set of values that are very anti-Christian, anti-family, anti, um, uh, you know, anti everything that that uh, that we may may value. And so in I think conversely to that, it's incredibly encouraging it's incredibly um rewarding it's it's you know as opposed to being soul-sucking it can be really um really something that is nourishing and supporting to us at a very 
um, at a very um, significant emotional, spiritual level to work shoulder to shoulder with other other folks who literally have a religious commitment to the well-being of your household. You know, working with other believers um, gives gives us an incredible source of strength that's that's easy to to underestimate. So I think that's yeah. that's 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 one thing. I think there's there's um there's really um you know another sense in which uh I, I think some of our um our attraction to um small business has been uh somewhat of a of a place in time when we had uh, it, we're coming out of an era where society is just kind of adjusting to, uh, you know, a post-industrial uh, society. We have a breakdown of our social structures. We have a breakdown of the family in particular. And our, our love for families and our, our, our rightly ordered desire to uh, prioritize our home has, has, you know, been one good reason that I think we've, we've pushed towards um, home-based businesses and and small businesses in particular, um, but I think I think that the time is right to kind of uh, you know just rediscover working together, and we don't have to we don't have to um, be so isolated and separated. We can um, I think we can we can take the opportunities that our time and the technology that we're blessed with the relative portability um i guess by that i mean the mobility you know we have the great you know the great reset and the you know the great sort we have people moving um to be closer to um to churches and communities that um they recognized perhaps through covid that they needed to be connected with and um right. hand in hand with that i think it gives us an opportunity to uh to link arms economically and uh and the move towards larger Christian businesses, um, I think, is is uh, is uh, is appropriate for the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we we've been talking about just in general, you know, not specifically large yet is not something we've touched on. Um, but on the podcast, we've talked about the val the value of creating explicitly Christian businesses, um, and one piece of that is creating uh, cultures. Uh, subcultures that you sure. can then export um, into the broader culture. Sure. How how have you noticed? Um, is that is that related to your ability? Is the size then kind of directly proportional of if you can create a a, a bigger, broader um, yeah. subculture with your business, you can have more of an impact on the broader culture. Okay. Yeah. So. I think yes, but I think it's also really good to um, uh, to to cut with the grain, so to speak. And what we have done there is, uh, for example, in in our business in, in Maddox, we have uh, planted locations around existing uh, Christian is mm. uh, really uh, mm. around our own around our own social and relational networks. Yeah. And so we started in Greenville, South Carolina, a lot of good, good churches out there, a number of um, connections uh, uh, that, that we've had out there. Moved to Battleground, Washington with the, the great community um, out here. 
uh, Moscow, Idaho, um, and then Batavia, Ohio. These are all communities in which there's a gravity of um, of uh, of like-minded believers, um, and um, you know, this is this is not um, this is not a, a terribly un, uncommon pattern when you think of um, just aligning yourself with the relational networks of of your people. Your people are your greatest asset. The um, people that they refer to the you know to the business, the folks that they they choose to work with. Are, um, are a great, great way you can cut with the grain, so to speak. Right. Um, but uh, but you, you guys about you know kind of the interplay of of the business's culture forming abilities with the community, and uh, I think there's a great a great synergy here when we look at uh, any one of these communities. Um, the business is providing you know, meaningful, well-paying jobs in these communities, uh, which in turn attracts more people to those communities, which allows them to invest in growing, you know, families and, and reinvesting in the community there. So it's a very, it's a very virtuous cycle. And um, that, that's, that is how it, um, how it should be. I think uh, one of the things that we recognize is we're, um, as we as a as a you know broadly speaking of of uh, as Christians as we're recognizing uh, the need to rightly order our homes and to build churches and all these things, one undeniable aspect of that is how expensive that is just in, in right. straight economic terms. You know you yeah. can't uh, you can't uh, over spiritualize that to a to a degree that you you lose track of uh, of how much that that uh, that costs and so. There is uh, a great need for um, for businesses to um, to invest in those um, um, in those people uh, by you know providing providing great jobs and um, and this you know this although we have this this mission minded um, kind of aspect of it um, I think it's it's very important for for business leaders to remain very business minded about this kind of stuff. This is not a, uh, a charity or this is not, you know, mm. um, this is not jobs as benevolence. Um, mm. We are building a profitable company here and mm. um, uh, we don't don't find that in in conflict. Uh, we don't let that um, be a conflict with our um, our deeper why our greater greater mission to invest in men and women who are building you know, families and, and communities. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's helpful. You kind of touched on two things there that I want to ask about. The first is, uh, well, yeah. So I kind of, I kind of phrased it as creating cultures and then exporting that from your business. But you, it sounds like you're making yeah. a distinction where you're, which I think is really helpful, where you're, you're more looking at it as coming alongside to strengthen existing uh, cultures and, and enable them to grow and, and yeah. increase the impact of what they're doing already. Is that that's an accurate distinction? I, I think so. That's largely the way I, I have um, I, I've, I've thought of it. Um, yeah. I, I feel like um, you know the role of a business is is um, you know can certainly be a great strengthening and great reinforcement of. Um, of our faith and values, you know, as as a business owner, I have wanted this business to be 
to have a culture that reinforces my faith and values. But it's not a, an evangelistic thing. It's not directly, you know, even really a discipleship um, sure. thing. It's, yeah. you know, it's, let me come back to that discipleship component in just a minute. And I want to kind of talk out of both sides of my mouth there, but, yeah. um, yeah. but it, it is, um, it's an opportunity for us to provide economic support um, to people who are building, um, uh, you know, who are, you know, we're, this is, these are decisions that really every business makes. It's like, we're going to invest in, in our people's lives and we want to uh, help them um, help, uh, help them, uh, grow, you know, grow their households, grow, you know, grow as people, um, grow in their, in their skill sets and mm-hmm. their ability to create, um, values. And they're going to just naturally invest that into what they feel like is mm-hmm. important. So, yeah. Uh, when we talk about the discipleship thing, yeah. I, I, I'm looping back to, um, to that, um, operating a business with, on biblical principles is inherently a Christian testimony. And so when you see, when you make decisions and, uh, and uh, share those decisions or organizationally, when you have a business that is out there trying to honor Christ in, in all that we do, there is going to be a, a natural testimony to that and a, a sense in which um, iron sharpens iron and we are, um, discipling ourselves and those those around us as we live life together in the business context. Um, so that is that that has a there's a discipleship component to that, and our work is such a big part of who we are. And um, and I, I think uh, I've probably even underestimated at times how how much of a powerful influence mm-hmm. that. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, no, it makes sense. That's a helpful distinction. Uh, you also, yeah, you also mentioned, you know, when you come into um, bigger businesses, there's just kind of a a bigger monetary side to that. Um, and I would guess that's a piece in in a lot of believers' minds of of kind of that. Um, that shade on bigger business is uh, it's just kind of a, a uh, money grab um you know there yeah. what 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 can you really do what good can you really do with with all the money that comes from a big business um how have you gone about thinking about the impact uh that you can have um sure. what what's been your approach to using the resources that that come through a bigger business sure sure well i i feel like there's there's a couple of ways um to to look at that um there is um, what's most um, most in view for me on a day-to-day business is just the ability to um, to increase the um, increase the headcount here and to be mm. able to have a business that um, supports um, more mm. more households and so I think um, that is the most um, you know that's probably going to be the most direct thing um, yeah. that's, you know going to be the typical kind of um, community engagement um, stuff that a business can do uh, as a, for instance, kind of thing. Um, here in Battleground, Washington, 
Um, we uh, we have a, a great conservative small town here in um, in the Pacific Northwest, and um, one of the things that that uh, we did this past year was recognizing that our town didn't have any kind of Fourth of July um, celebration. Mm-hmm. We hosted a uh, 4th of July event for a couple of people. And this was a great community engagement thing. It's a great way to put forward um, family friendly values. You know, this is something that, again, is a reflection of our um, our faith and values and provides a great community engagement point that, uh, you know, would be hard to do on on any other um, scale. We'll probably have. We'll probably have about five thousand people out for that this this coming year. That's and, great. Yeah, that's that's kind of a fun little thing. But I think um, I think you know the the necessity of of these kind of businesses um, is is more more pronounced in these times when you know many believers are having to look over their shoulder for a conversation with HR. They're dreading um, being you know having their job depend on them answering the question about how many genders there are or, you know, whatever the, you know, the, uh, the litmus tests may, um, may be in those contexts. Right. There are many believers who are finding it quite untenable to, uh, to be a Christian in many, many workplaces. And so I think that, that absolute, um, um, I think that that absolute necessity um, is uh, is reason enough for us to be encouraging entrepreneurs to um, to grow businesses of scale. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Again and again, that that is just a a big piece of the joy of growing businesses that seems to be there is the opportunity to provide uh, great work opportunities and great economic to s- support to households that need it. Um, so that's yeah. been really encouraging for sure to hear. Um, Ken, as we wrap up here, um, you know, can you provide a little bit of practical input for people thinking through uh, these things? People who might be in the situation of they, they have a small business right now, um, looking to be able to grow it, um, or in a situation where um, they're maybe making a, a job decision uh, yeah. and they're looking at um, starting their own thing, coming alongside something else. What are some, yeah. some practical pieces you want to leave people with? Yeah, sure. Um, well, so I think it's it's really great to probably um, recognize at the outset that what I'm not trying to put shade on small businesses. You know, small course, businesses yeah. are great and we love them and we need we need more of them. I think I'm just trying to to bring voice to what I feel like is underrepresented in the conversation. Yeah. And um, in terms of practical advice um, on a couple different scenarios, let's let's talk about um, that somebody you know maybe leaving a job and you know trying to figure out what am I going to do next? Am I going to start a small business? Am I going to um, going to come alongside and join with others uh, in an existing business? Um, I think really um, understanding uh, the needs of your own uh, of your own family is is important. Kind of weighing um, soberly your own situation. Um, I think there is a um, reality that that most small businesses fail, and this is you know this has been something I've lived. I've started businesses that failed, and and that's that's a part of 
um, the reality. I think, um, you know, if you're in a situation where uh, you have, you know, you got a family and mouths to feed and bills to bills to pay, mm-hmm. I think um, that uh, taking the right amount of risk is a uh, is a good conversation to um, uh, to 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 weigh soberly. I think that um, there's if you're doing the small business route, there's always the you know the wisdom of kind of being able to wade into it, keeping the day job, you know, work, you know, spinning something up as you uh, as you do that. But when it comes more precisely to asking about should you go that small business route or mm-hmm. should you, um, go the employment route. Um, one question I think is helpful is, can you see your business supporting another 20 households? Mm-hmm. Is that possible? Do you have what it takes to do that? If not, I feel like you're probably looking at um, getting stuck in the self-employment scale. And that's a real um, that's that's a real um, awkward middle and usually yeah. a, a place that doesn't provide best for 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 your family so mm. i don't know as a as a quick takeaway um i would you know ask yourself that and you know 20 is not the magic number but you know sure. fill in you know x what it what is it yeah and if you can't do that if you if you're going to be starting a business that can't support x number of households you know it's, it's good to just work yourself through some conversations are there other um christian businesses i could um join with and create more value for my own household and you know in the broader christian community yeah i wouldn't you know i'm not advocating do what's best for the community at the detriment of your household on the contrary i think many times um the um the uh the the small business kind of um, things can can actually be more stress on a household than um, yeah running alongside others yeah where uh what what's next for you guys at maddox where can people check out the work that that you guys are doing yeah no we're uh, we're uh, continuing to grow we're gonna um uh, hire another um 50 or so people in Mm -hmm. uh in the the year forward lord willing we're we're tracking towards, uh, we've got a goal of a billion dollars in revenue and we're mm. track for that over the next few years. We're actually ahead of pace, um, for that. So, um, the, uh, you know, long-term plans are, are, uh, are always, yeah. uh, so always cool. hard to make, but, uh, yeah, but sure. we're, uh, we're executing along that path and, uh, and things are going well. Yeah. You can find us at Maddox transformer, um, And, uh, yeah, I'd love to love to connect with anybody. Um, that's uh that's working along these these lines so i appreciate your time today landon yeah absolutely thanks for coming on camden really appreciate it thanks for listening to work is good if you enjoyed it share it with someone else leave a review and listen next week